Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks uh, for this chance to gather. We give you thanks above all for the gift of your word. Um, God, speak to us and speak through us that we may be faithful to our task. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. And Good. Hey guys, welcome to IDMB. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to, yes, IMDb, the <laughs> podcast about movies. For those of you who weren't with us in the pre-show, um, maybe tune in after this, listen after this episode uh, where it goes. Um, but yeah, we, we sat and talked about movies for slightly too long. Um, I, if you are a fan of Fast Five, the Fast and Furious people, go see Fast 9. If not, don't. Anyways, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is... Sister Brandy Dudley. Pastor Scott Ketchup. And on the ones and twos... Brother Stacey Um, And this indeed is our opportunity to gather and talk about scripture. This is another one of those just because of the scheduling nightmare that is this ministry team sometimes. Uh, we're doing this out of order. So um, it is Saturday. If you're watching this after the fact, you probably don't care about this. But it is Saturday. And so that is, uh, by the nature of Saturday, is before Sunday. Um, and so that means we are going to be preaching, we're going to be talking tonight about not this week's text, um, as in the text we're preaching on tomorrow, but next week's text, the pre- one we were preaching on in eight days, because um, I can't do Monday night, um, and Brandy can't do Sunday afternoon, and so that means, you know, whenever I have to travel on a Monday, that means we now record on a Saturday evening. Um, so this is a little, little di- going to be a little disjointed, um, but it's okay. We'll figure it out. So our scripture this evening is Matthew chapter 7, uh, verses 7 through 14. This is Jesus kind of right in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Is there any among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if a child asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, if you then who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give you good gifts to those who ask him? In everything, do to others as you would have have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the road is easy, that leads to destruction. And there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow, and the road is hard, that leads to life. There are few who find it. Okay, so this is a classic, a classic mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Jewish contradiction. Um, right. So this uh, scripture opens. Uh, this is uh, th- this is not out of order, right? This is just seven verses in order from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew. This is why you don't preach on two verses; you preach on seven. Um, because the first two verses or so say, "Knock and the door shall be open. Enter." Right? Um, God's gonna let you in. Um, and it ends with, uh, "For the gate, <laughs> for the the gate is narrow and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. <laughs> Get any who seek, find it." But but when you also look at, I think what's cool to understand is looking at the Greek is, in the English, we sometimes miss the continuing on the aspect. In the Greek, it has this idea of knock and keep on knocking, yeah. seek and keep on seeking, uh-huh. and that uh, this not just ask once and not just you automatically have it handed to you, but you get this idea of there's some patience, there's some waiting involved and some persistence uh-huh. to keep going, which then... I think better plays into the yes. fact of it being hard to find because we, we easily give up or we don't hang in there uh, until the end sometimes. Or also we just, we don't, or maybe we don't like what we get. 
right? <laughs> right, like we don't we don't like what like what it shows. So we just keep seeking, thinking, oh, no, there's got that's that's not it. That can't be it. I'm gonna keep seeking. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep seeking. I'm gonna keep seeking, um, hoping that in seeking you're gonna find a better answer, right? Because it is. It is knocking the door shall be open, ask and it will be given, and, and there is some persistence involved in that. Um, but what you uh, find your way into is not is a hard road. Or maybe um, it's that it's wait, there's more issue or moment where you keep on knocking and you get something good and like ooh I got something better coming and ooh I got something better coming. You know it's like continuously blessing, blessing, blessing. Don't stop until you get enough. You know. But mm-hmm. I also think it is like I, you keep asking, 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 and what you keep being called upon is to give of yourself, right? Like give of yourself. You're blessed in it, but give of yourself. Sacrifice. There is you know again it's a narrow, difficult. It's a narrow gate and a difficult road. Um, um, not, you know, the wide open and easy roads, the one that leads to destruction. And so it is just, there are blessings in it, certainly, but also the answer is maybe not what you were looking for. Yeah, so. we, we think it's let's make a deal. Yeah, right, right, get the right, door right. open and, oh, what's behind door number two? Or like one of the comments in here from Joe, oh, well, that's not right. Let me roll again. Yeah, 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 again. Get yeah, yeah. yeah. Try that roll again. That's not a seven. Let me do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, that it is, it ends up in this place of, um, and, and so the song that we uh, keep that we're pairing with this one for Summer of Rock is My Sweet Lord um, by George Harrison. And it is a song that is beautiful. And it is a song that has this kind of theological gloss of, you know, I'm seeking God, I'm seeking God. And then it ends with the Hare Krishnas that we're actually going to cut for worship service purposes. But it ends with like, um, it ends in a mode as if like this search has in some ways knocked him off track, um, which is really interesting right um that it is that's why i paired both of these things right that it is not just knocking the door will be open or seek and you will find it is that um but then you've got to have some discernment to know when you found it um and not just you know again keep rolling the dice hoping that you're going to come up with a different answer i um i've been finding it amusing as i play with the title of you know i, I see some some dual meaning there the oh my sweet lord and the, oh my sweet lord. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. There's both. To, there's both tonalities. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, this. yeah. Um, but it is. It is important um, because I think one of the things that happens, uh, particularly with spirituality, um, that George Harrison is finding finding himself in, and I think I think my sweet lord is from the seventies. Don't quote me on yes, that. Yes. But I think it is. It, my memory is it's from the seventies. It's particularly in nineteen seventies spirituality. This is the new age movement. Mm-hmm. This is like I, we are spiritually open, and there is a, an accompanying like Jesus freak movement. There is a like theological movement that moves alongside a match it, but it is this like perpetually seeking something that is amorphous and without substance and thus can be whatever you want it to be, right? It is it is a religious movement and a spiritual movement that is very much a kind of choose your own adventure, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Like, no, no, I'm going to pull in the crystals and the Hare Krishna um, and the things about Jesus that I like that he says, um, but not the things about Jesus that I don't like what he says. Um, and so, like, you fill up your spiritual basket and and you just keep seeking more things to pull into your spiritual basket. And what Jesus says in here is, no, 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 um, you can find the thing. Um, 
And the thing is going to require something of you. Uh, and if you are not willing for the thing to require something of you, you're going to keep wandering. But you may have found the thing. Um, it just doesn't isn't what you want to put. It requires something. There are there are yeses and nos to it. It is not just mm. all yes. It sounds like that we want from God, but we don't want to do for God. You know. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so um, yes. This, uh, I believe. Uh, this was all in the uh, All Things Must Pass album, which was like 71. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I, I believe, actually, this was the first solo album out of all the Beatles. Solo uh, album? No, because they did no. some solo stuff before they broke up. Well, I mean, post-breakup. Okay, I, I, this was I don't the first know. Yeah, I know. But, um, um, anyway, so what I want, I'm sorry, Scott. What I no, wanted to get to there was the lyrics to this song. You know, It, it, it says... Uh, he says, I really want to see you, Lord. I really want to feel you, Lord, but it takes so long, my Lord. And I, I, I just, uh, it, it and just shows our, uh, he's even, he's having impatience. Yes. About. Yeah, and I think that's what plays into that uh, aspect of the knock and keep on knocking. Yeah. The uh-huh. seek and keep on, don't give, give up. up. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, we, especially now, we're really stuck in this microwave society where we're used to so many yeah. things being very quick that uh well you know spirituality it necessarily that way and also playing in this was this idea of universalism of you know all roads lead to the great spiritual one and what's true for me may not necessarily be true for you but this verse also hits that no that's not the case there is you know there's other places that talk about jesus being the only way and this one here words it in the fact of it's not this big wide road there's one road and it may not be in, in what you thought it was going to be. And this is something that comes up with uh, counseling with people sometimes. They talk about being backed in a corner, not having a choice. And it's like you always have a choice. You may not like yeah. what the result of that choice may be, but that's different than not having a choice. And that's what I think comes into this, you know, being impatient and then looking at this. And like you were saying, this door that's opened, is there not another door? Because that's not the one I want to walk in. Sure. No, and, and I... Trust me, I understand. I understand this th- this feeling, right, of wishing there's another door, <laughs> right. I, certainly, my where my journey has taken me, um, and is, is remains forever surprising to me that um, and that I, if I had known all the places, you know. I, so I'll give a perfect example, right? When I was um, in college. Or when I was in high school, I swore two things to myself, right? Um, that I, you know, I was going to go into politics and that I was never going to come back to the South. That I was going to leave the South and I was never going to come back, right? Um, that I was just going to keep moving forward, moving nor- more north and more east um, as I went. And so well. I, I went from <laughs> Texas to Virginia. Um, and so I was not yet in the, I was on the East coast and I was on the northernmost part of the South, right? Um, Virginia is the real South. I'm sorry, friends. It was literally the capital of the Confederacy. (laughs) Um, and all those like Southern politicians, George Washington, uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, James Monroe, all passed through my college. Okay. So like is Southern, but Southern establishment pipeline to DC. Right. Um, then from, you know, college, I went uh, to Washington, D.C., which is not that much further north, um, but is further north. And then from there, all I've done is move more more south and more west, um, moved to Georgia, moved to Texas. Um, and, and, and so, like, if I had known if sometimes I've had this conversation with God, if like, why is this the door? Right. Like, why is this the way? 
Um, this is not what I set out thinking I wanted. Now, there's been amazing blessings and it's been an amazing journey along the way and, and all of these things, right? That God is there with you in it. But I have often had those moments of like, really, God, is re- this really the thing? I remember um, when I joined the Texas Annual Conference, what I told them was I wanted to do urban ministries. This is my expertise. My expertise is in my expertise and training is in urban ministries. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I got to do it for a year. I was, um, the, uh, founding associate pastor at Crossroads UMC in Pearland, Texas, uh, working, doing a bridge project between a Latino community and an Anglo community using my like urban ministries expertise. And then after 13 months of doing that job, I was sent to Lexington, Texas, um, which is a place I'd never heard of. Um, at the, no, like that no one's heard of because it's a town of 1100 people halfway between college station and Austin. Oh man. Right. Um, take 290 West out of Houston, uh, turn North in Giddings, um, for go 15 miles North of Giddings. You've ride in Lexington sneeze and you're out of Lexington. Right. Um, and so I've often had those conversations of like, why are we doing this? But in the end, there is this like, what makes the path narrow and hard isn't necessarily the nature of the journey, right? Because God's going to be there with us in the journey. It is our dislike of obedience, our dislike of needing to be obedient, our dislike of someone else being in control is, I think, actually what makes the gate narrow and the road hard is that we don't like being told no, or we don't like being told do this, not that. Right. We don't like giving over control and all of a lot of this comes down to um seeking you'll find but what you'll find is you're going to have to give up control yeah free will there's a good comment in here uh from joe sometimes our journey changes because of our choices Uh god may have a path for us but we say but this is what i want and he lets us have it and it can delay our progress well they say if you tell god your plans he'll just laugh at them you know, <laughs> like, I want to do this, God. No, I want to do that. You know, the, the great Robert Burns, the best play pains of uh, mice and men often go awry. Excuse me, if you want to say in the original Scots, the best laid pains of mice and men oft go in a glay. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the best the best laid plans of mice and men, eh, you know, uh, God. And- Go ahead, Scott. I was just saying, I like how I said delays progress, not mm-hmm. necessarily stops it, because if we continue going to God, his plans will be worked out in our life. I mean, there are opportunities that might be missed along the way, but his ultimate end goal of getting us where we need to be, if we're letting him work, what will happen? You know, we will find our way there because of his faithfulness, not necessarily ours. And uh, sometimes, you know, we have to move away from what's uh, good and what's paradise to realize that and find our ways back to Texas, right? Yeah, uh-huh. sure. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. Again, this is... Uh, I use this not to like bemoan my condition. I I have found great joy in my life, but to like understand that like this, this kind of ongoing discussion with God has been a part of my journey forever of like wanting to move North and East, wanting to be in urban ministry. And yet I've spent um, of my eight years, I flip eight years uh, in four days Um, on the third of third of August, I'll flip eight years. Um, and what's marked my eight, it's seven of my eight years have been spent in small town and rural areas um, in the rural South, right? Whether it was uh, Smith Chapel um, or here in Palestine or Lexington, which is the true middle of nowhere, um, literally just the middle of nowhere. Um, and but there's another there's another piece of this that is to me. Um, what this scripture says versus what my sweet Lord says. So this is one of those where I'm actually going to argue that the song is wrong. 
Yeah. Right. Um, a lot of times we are, you know, like the, this coming Sunday, we're, tomorrow. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, Dolly Parton's wrong about this being God's calling rook. No, <laughs> I'm going to say clearly that creation is God's calling rook. And we um, are a special part of, you know, we have been painted with a very special brush. And, and it's this celebratory thing. Or, uh, you know, back when we did get by with a little help from my friends. Um, I'm not going to say, no, you shouldn't get by with the help from your friends. No, it's God calls us to be a Christian community. We do get by with the help from our friends. This one, um, yeah, yeah, we should cry out to my sweet Lord. Um, but the song is wrong you can find someone something don't get stuck in the analysis paralysis yeah um and this is where theologian i've been reflecting on a lot lately a guy named reinhold niebuhr um he came up in theology on tap maybe he came up on this show recently too i've been talking a lot about my my buddy reinhold so reinhold niebuhr um puts forth this wonderful set of ideas that is we a we live in a fallen world and we are fallen people okay um b that means when we act Sometimes there will be unintended unintended consequences of our action. We're going to get some stuff wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. Even if we are doing the best discernment, even if we are seeking the best, even if we are really wanting to be going through that narrow gate, we're not always going to clear it. We're not always going to make it. We're not, every message we get is not from God. Sometimes it is just the misfiring of our neurons. Our discernment goes wrong sometimes. Mm -hmm. Uh That still doesn't get you out of the, the necessity to act. You still got to do something. You still need to act in the world. You still need to help people. You still need to seek to be, do something. You cannot just sit in your room all day long going, God, show me the way. God, show me the way. God, I, I'm getting ideas in my mind. Is this your way, Lord? I don't know. Get up and find out. You know? Get up and find out, right? Yeah. Um, and so uh, to me, that's the other piece of this where the song doesn't get to is you got to act uh-huh. at some point. You know, uh, morality and spirituality, this is a butchering quote by Oscar Wilde, morality and spirituality like art involves drawing a line somewhere. You're not going to get that line right 100% of the time, but also sitting, just sitting there in analysis paralysis going, my sweet Lord, show me the way, my sweet Lord, show me the way, do something. You know, in in some ways, I think uh, Christians get stagnated in what they're doing because they're sitting around afraid to make a mistake, and so they end up doing nothing right which is exactly what reinhold niebuhr is is writing about and he's actually writing about the cold war right like um look this is real dicey but you can't just sit here and go oh i don't i don't know what the right thing is yeah but maybe you do and you are just ignoring the signs um or maybe you really don't but at some point you got to do something um yeah I, i heard someone say one time that you know when you you have an idea of what god is telling you to do, you need to run in that direction. Uh-huh. And if yeah. you can't run, walk in that direction. Right. If you can't walk, crawl in that direction. If you can't crawl, at least fall in the general direction that right. you think he's wanting you to go. Right. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a funny in here, uh, a genie's watching. She said, could, could you talk a little faster? I mean, yes. Actually, we, we, can, we can, but <laughs> it's well, not I'll, necessarily I'll t- helpful. I'll say something that my grandfather used to tell me. He would tell me, can't, never could do nothing. Sure. Right. And I, I just something always stuck in my head was just like, if you don't attempt to do anything, then you you you, you can't do anything. Yeah, my aunt has. You can't get up and done it. You get off your butt. She don't say butt, but you know what yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard a sermon where God was reading out of King James, and he was talking about Abraham, and in, 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 and in the wording of it, he had gotten off his donkey, but he didn't uh, yeah. use that word. Right. Right. And. 
and he didn't mean it this way, but he goes, and so we see before Abraham did anything, he got off his ass and he yeah. went, That's and we just <laughs> laughing. I mean, and it's he true. Though. Yeah. And went, okay, well, that works more than one way. <laughs> because it is Too like, funny. if we seek, we can find. Right. And if we knock and the door will be open, we have to have the courage to then recognize that that's what it is and recognize that this is going to be a difficult road to me primarily because it involves handing over um, our abil- uh, handing over our will and handing it over to God yeah. um, and having to hear no, not just yes. No, it's not that. Yes, it is this rather than the kind of, you know, what is the new age movement, which I, I end up being really critical of because it is just it is just like it is buffet Christianity. I'll have, or it's, it's buffet religion. Yeah. I'll have a little bit of this, and I'll have a little bit of this, and I'll have a little bit of this, and and all of this makes me feel good. And okay, great, but is it is this transforming the world? You know, is this truly bringing salvation? No. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it involves hearing no, and it involves handing over our obedience. It is not hard because God abandons us. It is not hard because we're unprepared for it. We are prepared for it, and God is with us through all of it. Uh, but it involves obedience, and it involves being re- here no as well as yes. No, that's not right. Yes, that is right. Um, no, I really need you to go. You want to go over there? That's great. I want you to go over here. Um, we're what makes that. It's not God that makes that road hard necessarily. It's us that makes the road hard. That's it. Makes uh, the road hard, far harder mm-hmm. than it needs so, to be. So when you say, uh, you know, speaking about you know buffet um first thing that pops in my mind too is uh, if you take a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit and you just overstuff yourself with the wrong things just like in a buffet you're gonna get sick yeah mm-hmm. and 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 you know it, you can it can happen to you too with your 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 faith is then sooner or later you go well i took too much of all of this now 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 i'm sick of just i'm sick of the whole thing and then you move away from God, and that can be the, the danger. Yeah, absolutely. And that probably, oh, we've got a great comment yeah. uh, coming in. My, da- my uh, dad taught me how to use um, my internal compass, so I know which way I'm facing. He told me when God gives us the same fe- when God gives us the same feeling to tell us what the right thing to do is when provided with a choice, but I have to focus on it and ask and not just follow my id. Right, and that is, and that's part of that, like, you know, long-term building up your spiritual muscles. Thing. Yeah. Um, so that you learn how to discern what is the voice of God versus what is the misfirings of your own psychology. Um, and this is where things like study and prayer and worship um, and intentionally seeking Christian growth plays into this. But it also is the like, when you know what the thing is, do it. Um, be willing to hand over your control um, and be willing to be told no as well as yes. And again, this probably is as good a place as any to bring yeah. this show in for a landing. Uh, thank you all so much uh, for joining us, especially thank you all who join us live. Um, we will be back uh, not this coming Monday, obviously. Uh, we will be back on August the 9th um, at our normal time of 6 p.m. Um, until then, if you have feedback for this show, uh, you can post it in the comments. If you're watching on Facebook, um, if you're uh, this uh, post in the comments over on our YouTube channel where this ends up as well. You can email us at gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. You can post a comment on our website, palestinegrace.com slash videos. Um, if you need an audio-only version of the show, which will include the, uh, which will get the bonus of our movie talk from the pre-show, um, you can just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. Um, also remember, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And fear not, not. stay well. God is with us.
And now we dance. And now we dance. This is the part in Sprockets where we dance. Start queuing up different clips from Sprockets. Yes. Welcome to Dita's Dance Party. This is Sprockets. We are bumping in the club. Yeah. the monkey. <laughs> I have spent too much time perfecting my Dita. Who knew this would be so useful? <laughs> We uh, also earlier took the kids to a matinee of uh, Jungle Cruise. How Ooh. is that? It was not what I was expecting. It is good. I enjoyed it. Oh, that's okay. good. But it is not as... I mean, it is campy, but it, there are some parts that are a little scarier than I expected it for How Disney. Really? So campy, so campy is just not my... Campy is just not my thing. So, well, like I said, they did... So what they do is they do the movie straight up, and, it, and, it, and it's really good. Right. But they play it... The campy aspect comes up as they play The Rock's sense of humor. Okay. He's trying to be funny with these like dad jokes to the the people with him. And um, there's one point that he makes one that's like related to the scenario in it. And they're like, really? Right now? I can't turn it off. I'm sorry. Okay. So so that's funny. The Rock in a comedy role, he is... Far better than I ever thought he would be, right? Like, shout outs to Dwayne. It, uh... Yeah. And so aside from that, there's nothing about the movie that's truly comical. Huh. Other than they do play the here's the backside of water that's an actual line from the From the thing. The, yeah, yeah. From the ride. The ride. Yeah. Yeah. So I've ridden I've ridden the ride. It's been it's been a few years. It's probably been ten years since I've ridden Jungle Cruise. Um but yeah, I think I think the last time I wrote it was no, it would have been oh nine. It would have been my honeymoon. So it plays like a movie with its own storyline and not like they were trying to adapt from okay. a ride is how I took it. And I, I enjoyed it. Well, so like I, I lo- really, obvious, maybe not obvious. I really liked Pirates of the Caribbean. I just going to say the same thing. Right. And so I, when, when they first announced Pirates of the Caribbean, no one believed this was going to be awesome. Mm. And yet, you know, for me as a teenager, um, like Pirates of the Caribbean and Pirates of the Caribbean 2 were really big deals. I mm. think I saw Pirates of the Caribbean in the theaters like four times. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah. And we like, I remember like pre-ordering the soundtrack when it came out okay. and like listening to the sound. Like it, we got into Y'all it. Y'all were hipped into it. Um, yeah. Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy didn't hit for me. Have no, seen it? Uh, right. See, exactly. It didn't hit for me. Um, and, um, and so I'm skeptical of Jungle Cruise. But I was skeptical of Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like, what is that? Okay. I do not think it will be the hit that sure. Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean I mean, that was, a, was that by was a any lightning stretch in a bottle. of the imagination. Right. But it was a very enjoyable movie. Oh, good. Uh-huh. All the kids were riveted till the end, and the only one who got unriveted and squirmy was the four-year-old. Sure, uh-huh. it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so. so I went and saw... I, we'll, we'll stop doing movies here in a second. Um... Uh, I'll uh, we'll stop in movies momentarily. Um, I saw I once saw Fast Nine. All right. Actually, this is the okay. first movie I've seen in the theaters uh, since um, since February yeah. 2020. So uh, how was it? it fine. Um, it is. It, you have to be a fan of that series. If you are a fan of that series, 
great. Okay. Um, it hits enough beats and connects in the weird conspiracy theory ways um, <laughs> that, 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 how that movie operates. Is it a Cena fest? No. And actually Cena's fine. Um, I'm neither a John Cena fan nor a John Cena hater. I am neutral on John Cena. And I think John Cena um, does a believable job uh, spoilers, he plays Dom's brother. Um, I think he does a believable job. Like, they even make a joke. He's got a... You, your phone's not muted. Um, that would be where I'm hearing it. Yes, that's you. I was, it was either you or Stacey, because I know I muted <laughs> mine. Um, right. So he, he plays Dom's brother, and they even make a joke of, like... Um, like how how do you belong in the Toretto family? You look Nordic, um, <laughs> but like that was played as like a racist insult in a really like by a villain in a really interesting like they they made it meaningful that like Dom and uh, uh, Jacob is his character's name. Dom and Jacob are different races yet part of the same family. Um, and, anyway, I, like. I, I think they handled him fine, but the truth is, is it's largely just fan service uh, for people who are really invested in those movies. Mm. I just happen to be someone who is extremely invested in those movies. Um, who knows? I talk a lot into microphones. Who knows where I've said this before, but like the first two Fast and the Furious films were really meaningful, like for me as a young street racer. Right. Um, right, right. And so, um, and the par- character and Paul Walker's character of Brian, very meaningful to me. And they, they, they make a gesture about Brian at the end of the film. And I felt things and, oh, you know, I, I, oh. I, I, it, but is it a good movie? No. Is it even as good as the, is it, it doesn't even, the movie doesn't make sense. Um, the plot is all over the place, oh, even more so. Um, they go to space. Um, and well, yeah, they go to space. Um, I won't tell you how. Um, but okay, the, you now know. we're getting into like Jason X No, but at some point it is Tyrese and Luda in space. Oh my gosh. Right, like no. in a Pontiac Fiero. So, you know. That sounds like a rap album. No, it sounds like a Mad Lib, Luda, right? Luda Name, actor, and actor go to blank in blank. Okay, I need two actors slash musicians. Tyrese, Ludacris. Okay, where are they going? Space. Space. What are they in? A Pontiac Fiero. Oh, my gosh. Right, like commercial oh. for uh, what's his name trying to hurry up and get to space? Uh, right. Yeah, not Bezos, the other one. I went blank on his name. Uh, uh, um, Virgin Galactic guy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Can't think of his name right now. Whatever. Yes. I remember, I remember the car in space. Oh. Yes. So, by the way, they've moved Ghostbusters Afterlife to November now for Thanksgiving. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think Bond is going to get bumped. I think... Um, what I, I Matrix think, is going to get bumped. I, I oh, think Matrix? Top Gun is going to get bumped again to January. Oh my gosh! Um, if you want my bet, I because the, look, we're back up to 125,000 yeah. cases a day. Yeah. Well, and the, and then you've got the craziness of um, uh, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. Yeah, suing Disney. Yeah, what is over... that all about? I don't okay, understand so that. I, I will explain that, and then we'll do a po- do an actual podcast. Okay, <laughs> so podcast and I actually culture. I actually oh, think yeah. that Scarlett Johansson is right. Okay. Um, we should just start a media, like a, we go to the movies or something. Like yeah. we should do this. I used to do video video game podcast and that's a similar idea. Um, okay, so I actually think Scarlett Johansson is right about this. So she is her contract. Um, that contract for her, that movie and her was written pre-COVID, yeah. right? And right. before the days of reach, releasing movies simultaneously on Disney Plus and in theaters, uh-huh. right? Um, and so they released it simultaneous. They released this film, Black Widow, simultaneously in the theaters 
and a Disney Plus, and it made like sixty million dollars on Disney. It made millions on Disney Plus, right? And she doesn't get that money. Okay, Ooh, yeah. really? Right? Ooh. I didn't realize that. And so that she doesn't aspect. get the money from like the new subscriber. They're using her movie to get new subscribers to Disney Plus. Oh, she doesn't see that money, Ooh. right? Yeah. What she gets the money yeah. from is the theatrical release. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Which and is so, suffering because which is of a suffering lot of for two reasons, for three reasons. Yeah. One, theaters are suffering. Period. Yeah. Two, the Delta variant is a very real problem. Three, it's also on Disney Plus because I'm having that internal debate um, whether I was going to go. I haven't seen the movie yet. Uh-huh. I have uh, not either, and I also throw into that debate that it becomes because I have Disney Plus, and it right. becomes, but you have to pay thirty for, bucks. Pay 30 30 it becomes free in October. Yeah, right. it becomes free Am in October. I right. to wait till October. Which yeah. I don't know yet. I, I was. I'm not willing to wait till October. Yeah. I want to go see it, but I'm thinking like for me. To take all of us to the movies, and I gotta get a babysitter for the little one. Uh-huh. Um, but Thomas would okay. want would want to see it. Like it's gonna cost me thirty bucks to go see it. Oh no! no. Anyway, oh I can tell you, I just went to the movies today. Uh-huh. We were just talking about that, and you know, popcorn, blah blah blah. It was seventy five dollars. Right? Oh I mean, really? It was. It, it's just. It is what it is. Right. But a matinee. Uh huh. That was the matinee, by the way. That was the one o'clock. So, and and most of that was because I have a ton of kids, by the way. Yeah, but for us, like it's gonna be, and you know, probably, um, you know, if I go to Tyler again, there's all these logistics involved. Um, but now I'm probably gonna go see it in the theaters, um, to help Scarlett because I am a fan of Scarlett Johansson. Um, and uh, you know, I happen to think my wife looks like Scarlett Johansson. (laughs) I need to unpack that someday. the, The best thing that came out of that, in my opinion. Is Bautista's tweet? I sure. Bautista's yeah. tweet on it was, "I told him to do a Drax movie, but no." <laughs> and I think that would be hilarious. A Drax. Uh, I, I mean, it would have to be a comedy, but a Drax no, movie I, I just, of his backstory. We don't deserve Bautista as Drax. We just don't deserve <laughs> him. Like, just he is there, and he is. You know, I, I like Dave Bautista. I've been job. a Dave Bautista fan for before he was an actor. I'm always, I've always been down with Bautista, but I love him blossoming as an actor. Like, I love it. We don't deserve him. We don't deserve him as Drax. It is just too good. Would you like uh, me? Would you like me to give you just a really quick backstory of him? Uh-huh. His he originally came into OVW or Ohio Valley Wrestling. He was under Paul Heyman. Okay. When Paul Heyman Good was way to start. And he was a bad guy named Leviathan. Oh. Well, and, and, but like he uses, he, especially his Drax, like he yeah. uses his wrestler physique. Mm-hmm. And he's not a dumb guy. Like Batista's actually a fair, yeah. like he can yeah. hold on an intelligent human conversation. He but is he a college is, graduate, yeah. But he has captured that like, that literal airhead of Drax. Uh, so amazing. Like, my, my favorite Drax moments is, you know, uh, n- n- uh, what's her face with the... the Manta. Mantis. Mm-hmm. Um, goes, may I pet your puppy? Yes. <laughs> she goes to reach and pet Ra- Rocket Raccoon, and then Drax just goes, ha, 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 ha. Like, I love... Mm, do, we, don't, we don't deserve Drax. Right. Um, but, do it to me. Do it to me. But well, I, mean, well, I guess the point I'm trying to get there is... Nothing he goes was over taught, my head. Yeah. He was taught promos by Paul Heyman. Sure. Again, yeah. and, and it shows, Paul right? Heyman, yeah. I mean, but Paul he can Heyman even, like, genius. he was in uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Totally believable. He just has this good uh, action hero physique. I actually think he has more range than The Rock does. Oh. He, he's in the upcoming remake of Dune. Yes. 
Right. Yeah, I'm excited okay. to see that. Uh, which is really funny because also the, he's just he's just following the course of Dwayne the Rock Johnson right. because Dwayne of course was the Scorpion King, mm-hmm. um, also in the Dune universe. Anyways, let's let's actually do. So thank you, friends who are with us. Um, yes. We are going to do. We, we are going to talk about scripture. We are going to. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah, is probably yeah. going to get put at the end of the podcast um, for those for audio listeners. Just I'll cut this out and you know, um, uh, scripture talk goes to the movies. I just you know. <laughs> that is awful. Um, okay, if you want to, Stacy, I know we're recording. We're recording. An all the things yes yes. Yes, yes. okay go ahead and throw the logo um i'm on the right piece of software and 